0: Genius.
1: Let's do it. We've begun. Hello, Jaden. Hello, Arv. And and welcome to the podcast. Is Thank that, you. Is that how you do it? Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna lower the brightness on my computer yes. so we don't see me recording. Wow.
0: Okay. Now what?
1: What do we do? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this is so this is so exciting. This is the first catch up conversation that is being formally recorded. Yes. My name is of guys. I'm here.
0: And my name is Jaden, and I'm in ours room.
1: This is a wonderful office that my parents work in that's toasting hot because the windows are closed and we can't turn a fan on.
0: That's not too hot.
1: I don't know why I'm burning.
0: Really? Do you, do you want my jacket?
1: No, that yeah. would make me warmer.
0: Oh, that is what would happen. Yes, sorry, you blanked out there.
1: That was it was very kind. It was very yeah. kind, Everybody. Jaden is. How do I introduce Jaden? Jaden is
0: a human being. A
1: human being who's very cool. Very Thank amazing, you. creative life, force, energy. Great <laughs> dancer. Great wiggler, as you say.
0: I love to wiggle. I do love to wiggle.
1: What would how would you introduce yourself?
0: Um, I would just say that. I'm Jaden. Um I am a son. I am a boyfriend. I'm a friend. I'm a student. Um and then I'm a dancer. You mm. know. Mm. Yeah. I think I want to put those labels before that.
1: The homies are going to hate you for saying friend after boyfriend. It's okay.
0: They understand that. They, no, they, 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 they understand.
1: understand. They understand. They understand. Yeah. <laughs> okay die okay go into that a bit more then right or at least tell me about how those labels like when you felt comfortable adding them on to your kind of collection of
0: them. I think um for a period of time I had like at my core like dance was my identity Mm -hmm. um and I think it's very similar to what a lot of like high school athletes experience as well they're like I'm a football player. I'm a soccer player, but um, I feel like for me, like dance was part of my identity. But then I realized that I'm just so much more than just a dancer. Like uh, I'm a son, right, friend, etc. But yeah, I think those are just more important to me than dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's it's it's amazing how sometimes I think. In life, we can take specific labels to be our entire identity, and then when we lose them for however long of a period of time, it's like, oh my gosh, what am I outside of this?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think um, my, my girlfriend, Emma, she, she doesn't believe in labels at all. Hmm. Yeah.
1: What, does she believe? In?
0: I don't know. Love? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: good thing to believe it. I'm all for that. Yeah. I'm all for that. Huh. No.
0: Yeah sorry how how are you how are I'm, you doing
1: dude I'm, I'm I'm good I'm great what has I, happened since <laughs> dude what has happened the since last the last year? last year so I remember the last time we talked we were
0: we were hiking hiking right we
1: were, when were we hiking though
0: it was the no
1: was it December
0: it was it was maybe either Thanksgiving break or just like winter break One okay. Of those.
1: Yes, Dry Creek. Yeah. Dry Creek. We yeah, had a yeah. wonder. it was a beautiful day that day.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And then that very steep, hill, uh, very steep hill that we went on.
1: And then that was worth a really metaphor. There.
0: It was worth the a metaphor. Hill metaphor. Yeah. And it's
1: funny. Every time I've been there since then, I've told people the hill metaphor. The hill metaphor. Wait, right. okay, nobody knows. Nobody knows on this wonderful podcast. Yes, please, please a, remind the or, audience. Let's, let's remind <laughs> the audience. So we get to this hill and I, I'm at a point in my life at least where the amount of agency I've been given by the transition to college is huge, is, is wildly huge and I don't know what to do with it. It's a bit overwhelming. So yeah. I almost, for me it's like charting my K through 12 experience through that common path up the hill but once you get to the top of the hill you can do whatever Sorry. you want. And that's college, right? That's I can go left, I can go right, I can skydive, I can stay there, I can come down the path I came from. It's up to you.
0: Yeah, I think um, I I made a friend over the summer and he had a perfect analogy for high school. He said that once you finish high school, you finish the tutorial. And once you finish college, you finish the second part of the of the tutorial. Mm. And then you enter the sandbox.
1: Ah. Yeah. yeah. The sandbox is kind of scary.
0: It is, yeah. Yes. Much scarier than the tutorial. I've been... Low stakes.
1: I've been understanding more and more recently that that is actually something that I might enter. And yes. I, I probably will enter because college doesn't. And that There's tutorial does end. And it's the preparation for it. And everyone around me who is preparing, and then my parents who are saying, you should kind of look into it, maybe. And me thinking like, oh my gosh. I don't, I just don't know. I can't plug myself in. I don't know what it is.
0: It's kind of surreal that it's happening.
1: It's surreal.
0: Yeah.
1: It's sur- It's the, mo- but but the thing is also... It's like, what? It's 2023, what's the month? August.
0: There you go.
1: Two years ago, I was applying for university.
0: Yeah, that was two years ago.
1: And none of this sandbox stuff was even in the picture. It was all about getting to that second tutorial, at least for me and the mm. people around me. It was very much so college, right? And it's almost the moment everything sort of ended to get there, we're automatically thinking about the next thing. And yeah. it's not me saying we shouldn't, it's me saying I'm not ready to. Mm. I'm really not. I remember going from middle school to high school and spending the first year like, why is everyone thinking about college all of a sudden? Can we take a second to just look Be okay. around? yeah. Right? <laughs> What happened yeah. to being eighteen and not knowing anything, right? Yeah. Why do I need to know everything all of a sudden? Yeah. It's a bit it's a bit of a lot. And and I think especially when even at thirty, even at forty, even at fifty, even you know, at hundred, who knows anyways?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: I don't know, for me there it's very much so like watching my parents and the work that they do and the way that they live I've been very much at least conditioned or I've conditioned myself to not necessarily desire the 9 to 5 experience mm-hmm. in fact the privilege that by doing the 9 to 5 experience they've granted me mm. that privilege has made the green paper that I'm supposed to chase after the white paper that I get upon completion of college. Yeah. The green paper doesn't make sense to me. It is this illusion. And because of it, because I can't necessarily come to sense of the realness of that green paper and its use. And what it can help unlock and provide for yeah. a lifetime—it's—it's it's made me think sometimes, especially in college, am I living in an illusion?
0: Hmm. Be- just because of the green paper, money, right?
1: Or... Well, not necessarily money. I think money is a metaphor for responsibility.
2: Hmm.
1: Right. At least that's what—that's—that's that's the word my dental okay. hygienist used today. Really? And and I don't know what that word fully encapsulates, but for me, over the last year, I've spent the majority of my time filming things, making YouTube videos out of them, yeah. and then going and running around the area around me, summiting mountains, being confused about why I'm doing things.
0: I think that's a perfectly fine way to live. <laughs>
1: but when I come back from those mountains, and when I come back from those runs and experiences and camping trips and what have you, for me, I, I realize all I need is myself and the world mm. and shorts if I'm feeling fancy. Like I, I don't need much... Other than what's been given.
2: Mm.
1: I don't... like generally a contentment and peace. Yeah. It's, it's within and around me. Like, I can flip that switch. And yeah. because nothing controls me anymore... And, and of course, I can't say that 100%. I'm a human. I waver, right? Yeah. But But as I build that anchor of peace and balance and this sort of central freeness... Yeah. With which I navigate the space around me. Yeah. I grow more and more detached with at least my perceived values of a I don't know capitalist society. If that's the no, way to go I, for it. I get it. it. I, I get it.
0: So um, so I'm I'm Christian, hmm. right? And I um I got way more in tune with my faith in college and um i think with christianity like it kind of preaches what what you're basically saying which is that um like it's just you and god and um because of that like you kind of are taught like uh like there's like worldly stuff and that stuff doesn't really matter in the end um and it kind of gives you this peace i guess knowing that like um that you've kind of already won like like i, I think you, you were talking about this like during the coyote hills hike that it was a miracle that we were born in the first place so we've already won you know like like in a sense so if anything like life is just like bonus like life is supposed to be enjoyed mm. um but yeah I, I totally get you on i guess like trying to find more peace i, I think that's a big value and theme of my first year of college as well.
1: Tell me more about that experience for you.
0: Which one? College?
1: College and then that experience within finding if peace is your word or if whatever kind of words you'd attach to.
0: I think um I think right now like the biggest thing that I've learned is to stop chasing. Like to stop yeah. chasing things and to let them naturally just come to me mm. because I feel like you, the universe or God like has this funny way of f- funny humor of like um, where if you want something then you typically maybe, maybe you will but you probably won't get it but when you kind of let go that's when you finally receive it mm. but at that point like you receive it and then sometimes it may be what well, you don't even like want anymore and you're like striving for something higher right but I think and not trying to chase something that it just kind of naturally like finds its way to you in a sense mm. that's what I've learned at least
1: I have, I have a horrible metaphor for that <laughs> go ahead know. go ahead yeah so a couple months ago Drake announced that he was going on tour right? mm. Aubrey Drake Graham I love his music I listen to a lot of it I think it's cool that he can switch between genres he's got great production and it's fun to listen to yeah. I was really excited when he went on tour. So I was like, I want to see this guy. He
0: to see makes trade. great
1: music yeah. and I, I want to hear it. So I, I looked up the date that his tour tickets were dropping and I tried to look for pre-sale codes and what have you. And I it was like the day before my midterm when the tickets dropped. I think I spent more time looking for the cheapest way to get the ticket than actually studying for my midterm. Which... Is not the smartest thing to do when you have a midterm of the day after but it was Drake so it was worth it right yeah so, <laughs> the yeah. point is chase the tickets didn't end up getting them because they were like 400 bucks mm. and I kind of realized at that point okay I don't think I'm gonna go right as far as let go I start working at this speech company that I took lessons from in middle school nice and sort of my, my way of yeah hopefully getting a chance to do what they did for me to, with, with other kids and I made some money there you go and then all of a sudden not only could I go to that Drake concert I could buy tickets to the floor seats
0: it's weird how that happens right right <laughs>
1: but upon discussing that and thinking about it I realized I don't really feel like that's the best way to at least spend the money I look for, it, right? Yeah. I and mean, it's embarrassed. it sounds like I could spend the same amount of money and go to New York for a week. Yeah. And cover everything. Yeah. That's how much that cost him, that three hour experience. And when you sit and think about it like that, you're like, oh my gosh. I also Some just realized day I days. wasn't, I wasn't really looking forward to it as much, but yeah maybe at some point I'll go but sort of that you know
0: <laughs> yeah it's like when you want something you can't have it when you don't want something then you have it
1: and then you can choose to hold on or not
0: yeah it's wild how life works <laughs> it is
1: it, and it's what the problem with that okay it's a good thing but also problem about it's well I guess there's, it's not the problem but the thing that annoys me is that believing to this, I guess, faith right, yeah. and method yeah. of reasoning and thinking like forces you to have a lot of conviction. Mm. Like, I need to hold unwavering belief in my faith and my ideals mm. for as long as it takes yeah. for those goals to be realized or the lack thereof of goals yeah. to be realized in forms that I never knew they could be. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that's the journey that I've been on in the last year because I haven't at least fiscally or anything else. And I know that I will never be able to think about things that way because I can only think about things and how they help me and how they help others, right? Because at the base level, that's what people have done for me. Or or that which people have done for me is what I wish to do for others in various ways and forms. Yeah right and trying to learn how to do that and trying to figure out how to is one thing but doing it with a clear vision of what the end goal looks like and what it gives you is another and i've been very much focused on the latter i don't know if it's a great thing or a bad thing
0: focusing on your goals
1: or no focusing Focusing on...
0: on goal setting
1: even goal setting, but doing things that are fun.
0: Mm, Wait, wait, that's kind of different, though.
1: But not necessarily. Because the goal that you set can, in theory, be accomplished by doing the things that are fun for you. Because the goal can be something that feels like fun, but for others feels like work. Mm. For example, I want to do an Iron Man something. I'm to run a 50-miler one
2: day. Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't feel like work to me. I have those goals in my mind, but when I wake up and I run every day, I don't really think about I just go and run for the day. Like yeah. I do it. I run for the sake of running. Yeah. And then in four years, I'll have all these medals. But I never thought about that happening.
0: Right? Yeah, I think... Um, I guess it kind of goes... To the uh to the thought of habits and like how um like some athletes uh they they do want to win like championships or whatnot but it all comes down to like the tiny habits they have and just enjoying the process over the product if that hmm. makes sense um but yeah yeah hmm. i think habits are important very important
1: what are some habits that college has helped you form hmm. not, okay. good not good <laughs> okay. habits. Okay. Okay.
0: I think the only good habit I maintained throughout college is probably going to sleep on time. Hmm. Cuz for me sleep is my core habit. Hmm. It's my key habit. Hmm. So if if I don't go to sleep at a certain time then all my other habits like hmm. go down the drain. Yeah, what's, so What's that time? 11 p.m. Okay. So I I try to get in bed before 11 p.m. And hmm. I had amazing roommates that helped me with that. So I basically said, and made an agreement with them saying, hey, I need to go to sleep before 11. And if I don't and you catch me, I have to pay you both 20 bucks because I was in a triple. So I had to pay 40 bucks if I didn't get to bed on time, which I usually did, which I usually did.
1: Wow. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. i'm really bad at that like going to sleep on time as well i like yeah. have i have my schedule and my rules but it's like a roommate comes home and then i have fun and we talk for an hour
0: yeah <laughs> you know? yeah i think um it's it's good to um it's gonna like break the, the habit every now and then yeah. but at the end of the day it just comes to like to it's a healthy discipline mm-hmm. like not to discipline yourself like saying like oh you you have to go to bed but saying like okay well This will help me physically if I go to bed, emotionally. Like, I should go to bed because I want to, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. There's a a book on sleep called Why We Sleep.
0: I've heard of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Dr. Matthew Walker. And I think in the first chapter it talks about how not sleeping can lead to Alzheimer's and cancer and all that
0: stuff. Yep. Mm -hmm.
1: So, going to sleep is as simple as, do I want Alzheimer's tomorrow? (laughs)
0: yeah yeah i think um when it comes to habits we're so um occupied with chasing short-term rewards Mm. like we don't we don't go to sleep thinking like oh i should go to sleep because i don't want to get alzheimer's you go to sleep saying because like the next morning i want to like do something right Mm. it's always like short-term stuff like when you eat a cookie or like when you eat like anything it's always i want to have that immediate satisfaction Mm. You know, instead of like, um, I wonder how this affects me in like thirty years. You know, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. you, you make me wonder if what I focus on, because habits in, in mm. terms of either short term or long term. Mm. Because I think in high school I spent a lot of time focusing on long term. Yeah. Because you're kind of told to in college. Yeah. And blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. But in college. I think I'd actually focus more on the short-term than anything.
0: I, it sounds like you were living in the present, like like you, you were very present-minded in college. Yeah. Is, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder if that differs from short-term thinking or what plane it goes on. Because when I think of thinking short-term, uh, my connotation of that is almost inherently kind of negative, to where thinking mm-hmm. short-term is doing this and then it hurts you in five days, right? Yeah. I feel like the short-term thinking that i was able to do in college not only did a lot for me on the short term but did a lot in the long term as well yeah. So for example skip a class make a new friend yeah or
0: it's it's all a balancing act that's all life is and i feel like we shouldn't attach morals to short-term uh, or long-term thinking uh, like it's just it's just thinking <laughs> right right and it, you you have the the blessing of being able to switch between the two. Mm. Yeah. Whatever I, necessary.
1: I've I struggled though with long term thinking.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think for me, um, when it comes to like at least career paths in the future, I like to have a, um, a general like north star mm. of where I want to go, knowing that it can very well change. Mm. Um, but just having some kind of guide just really helps. Mm. Yeah.
1: I think... What, what,
0: what is your north star? Ooh. Okay. So, basically, the goal... The goal. So, a little, little bit of backstory. I, I taught some some kids dance over the summer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed it. I felt like that's what I was supposed to do for the rest of my life kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. So then, um, I think that just kind of confirms... On North Star, where I wanted to um, get my degree, San Diego State, uh, and just really uh, do like 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 make cool stuff, like like mm. make like get really good at my craft in dance for about like ten years maybe. Mm. And then after that, I would go for a teaching credential, mm. and then teach dance in high school mm. at high school level, and then get my master's teach dance at a college level, but mm. I think in that like decade span I think I would want to uh just be some kind of like community leader, I guess, in the dance community. But mm. that's that's the goal. That's the North Star. Can very well change. I could be interested in farming mm-hmm. in two months, who knows? You never know. I think that's the beauty of life too. Yeah. You never know.
1: Jane and the farmer, what would you farm?
0: I would <laughs> so stupid. Um, I would farm whatever ingredients are made to create pretzels. Ooh. Yeah. Isn't that just like flour, right?
1: Flour, yeah. Flour, salt. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, just, I, I love pretzels. Favorite food, hands down. So I, I would definitely just create a, like some kind of pretzel farm
1: uh-huh. and live there. Pretzel farm, that's and, awesome.
0: And dance in the evening. Mm. That would be the dream life.
1: Dancing pretzels, you could shape them in different dance positions.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be really creative with that.
1: that. would be. You should.
0: That's a business idea for anyone listening.
1: Yeah, yeah, or, or custom
0: f- custom pretzels.
1: Or for the speaker himself, you could you can make some fire dancing pretzels, man.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe, but. <laughs> Too occupied playing Fortnite. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm okay. good. Huh.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. What else? What else is new? What else? In the life of ours? How is How is UCLA?
1: I think UCLA is good. I. It took some time for it to warm up, in the sense that it was good from the beginning, but to find those people. Yeah. really we're like, wow, I think, like, these are people I don't want to leave. Yeah. but I, I thought so much about friendship in my first couple quarters at school, because I started from scratch, there was mm-hmm. nobody who I knew, yeah. and it was a beautiful space to begin with,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I don't know how, but I have so many friends now. Nice. And and it feels so nice, like it's it still it blows my mind. Like I'm not <clears throat> in any way trying to like flaunt that I, know. I have
0: so many friends. <laughs> <Right>?
1: like, <laughs> I have so many friends. I have I have one hundred and fifty. How many do you have, I'm, I bet you don't have one hundred fifty. Oh no. <laughs> it's I'm very <clears throat> I have a, I'm, I have a lot of gratitude for the people who've chosen to spend time with me. And to allow me into their space and yeah. onto their lists of friends who they.
0: People that, that trust. Right. Know, people people
1: that trust. trust me, people that respect me, people that I can respect and trust. That mutual adoration is something. Friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> that's friendship. friendship, right? Yeah. That's, but it took some time to find people who I think specifically I was like, wow, I feel something. When no, I'm around you. And yeah, and, and it's weird. I, I feel like for the first quarter of school, I didn't really feel like anything, like many. Like, I don't know how to. It,
0: it's natural, though, because cause yeah. it takes time to build relationships, too. Mm. Like you don't instantly become f- like friends with somebody uh, within a quarter. Like that would be kind of kind of miraculous if you did but I feel like yeah it takes time it never takes time
1: but I definitely noticed though it takes time there's always a moment that I've had with friends where I'm just in that space and I realize this
0: is so like this, wow like, <laughs> you're my friend now <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> we're bonding <laughs> what is
1: like what is happening yeah. it's also like, just this awe and, like, how did I Manage how did we how did this happen? Like you're so cool. <laughs> like yeah. how did how did this happen? Right?
0: Oh with this, with this every every, oh, every friendship day.
1: with every friendship and, and this yeah. one included like I'm just like
0: so I, lucky. I, I think you're right? just an, an outgoing guy. I, I, I think that's why. Like people are just naturally attracted to you. I think I think that's why.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm lucky I found cool people. It's a lot of cool people in this
0: world. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Tell me about your favorite people, who you found.
0: Oof, they're on my shoe. So so basically basically I got um I got these new shoes. Um and I'm having all the people that I care about the most, like mm. the very most, write uh, their name on my shoe just mm. so I can like have that reminder. Mm. I'm still trying to get more like people to write on it, but mm. It's a good list so far, but, um, are, are, are we talking to people, like, at, at San Diego, or, like...
1: That's that's up to you.
0: That's up to me? That's up to you. Okay, well, I definitely had the dorm experience mm. at San Diego State. They packed us in, like, sardines, so they basically had a triple, maybe twice the size of this room, mm-hmm. and they packed us room by room in a giant hallway. Oh, okay. So it was, it was kind of like a cruise in that sense. hmm But, um, yeah, I mean, shout out to, (laughs) shout out to Shrey and Aaron, um, two very, very chill people, very, um, emotionally intelligent people as well. I think that's Mm -hmm. what I value a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As as long as you're not racist or sexist, like, I think we'll vibe (laughs) Fair
1: enough. What are your favorite moments?
0: Ooh, like, oh, favorite moments? Mm -hmm. Ooh, I think, honestly, it's just, it's just the the quiet moments. It's the moments that you don't plan for. Mm. Um, Like, random times in the dorms or just... (laughs) Watching Blue Lock, watching anime, or um, just doing, like, random stuff, talking about random stuff. Um, And, yeah, just the... Very uh, deep conversations at like random restaurants because I think that's when we really like bond and realize, like, wow, like we're friends, right? mm. it's good, mm. yeah. That's amazing. Restaurants are great places to have deep conversations for sure.
1: Restaurant recommendations in San Diego?
0: Ooh, no, not me, <laughs> <laughs> not me, not me, because, um. <laughs> Well, okay, there's there's Liberty Station. That's mm-hmm. like the the main, I guess, kind of like marketplace, if you will, mm-hmm. for um, different foods you want to try. There's just so many different options there. I'd, I'd, I'd go there. Mm-hmm. Go there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I gotta go. Gotta go visit. There's so many good food spots. Yeah,
0: yeah. You should hit me up when you're gonna go to San Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I have a race that I do every year for triathlon. So mm-hmm. when the next time I'm down there, I will let you know.
0: Yes. How about your friends, like top friends. Top friends. Or actually, actually, maybe, maybe let's not do top. Let's yeah. just say like a couple friends. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. I think
1: there's a too big of a list to put on top. Honestly, I think most friends are top friends. I don't really know how to. Put or anyone.
0: the the friends that you think you've connected with the most, hmm. or maybe just some of them.
1: My first disclaimer before I say that is, I think the people I've connected with the most, I can kind of pretend to come up with, but I've always wondered, the one thing you won't really ever really find out in a relationship or a friendship is how much do they think they've connected with me? And I try to have this conversation Mm. with people, like the people I know, but it's like... I, I meet someone i'll go home and i'll tell my parents about them for example right but they don't know i've done that right and they don't know the conversations i've had about them while they're not present not necessarily negative but in whatever way yeah. and i'm cu- I've, I've always been curious like what is that like do people do that you know and, like and and does that like it's just there's some things they'll never know about how much you know someone or how much someone else thinks they know you. It's this, Yeah. I don't know, I've, I've, it, it's not that important, but I just It's
0: interesting. It. I've thought about it. I've never it. thought about it.
1: But okay, so I, I'm i gonna list a little go rapid fire
0: here. Yeah, go ahead.
1: There's one guy named Isaac. Isaac mm-hmm. is the coolest,
0: Shout out to Isaac. <laughs> shout out! To,
1: shout out to Isaac, man. Coolest cat, coolest cat in the mm-hmm. in the marketplace, man. I I met him when we got kicked out of the dining hall because of a fire alarm, and he was being funny and asking for food in a funny way. I forget exactly what he said, but I just remember when I heard him say it, I could not stop laughing. And I was like, I need to know this guy. I need to. Yeah. I need to meet him. And, like, for real. I said, dude, you're funny. Yeah. Give me your number.
0: <laughs> did, you, did you, like, verbatim say that? I didn't say like that, exactly. Something like that.
1: It was something like, dude, you're really funny. We should get lunch sometime. And he was like, that was good. <laughs> yeah. And then I got his number. And plenty of lunch conversations and many, many, many conversations later. He's now... You know, one of my favorite people, and it's just the depth of conversation that I can get to with him mm-hmm. immediately, and the almost there's so much I feel kinship with him in terms of some of the philosophical epistemological things that we've thought about, and how they sort of marry each other, at least in terms of our. Search for understanding the meaning of things.
0: Sounds like you're on the same wavelength. Yeah. similar Journey. Lots of lots of yeah. wavelength
1: parallel, and obviously we're still completely different people. Yeah. And he is just so smart, but.
0: Love having smart friends. <laughs> yeah. No, just I. I. He's, he's. Wait. Okay. Is it like like academically smart or just? No, like no. He's just.
1: He's just really freaking intelligent. Like,
0: gotcha. <laughs> he kno-
1: like he knows the most random shit, but it all makes sense. Like I don't know, I can't explain to you the things he says because they won't make sense if they come from me.
2: Yeah, it's that's only fair.
1: things that he can say that makes sense. Like he he likes to say he's really good at making fifty year olds think he's super smart,
2: mm. but he's
1: actually super smart and really. Emotionally well spoken and just very, very. What a brain! I every time I every, <laughs>
2: what a like brain. what a brain
1: though. Like <laughs> every time I meet him, I'm just like, oh my god.
0: Your brain is it's just, very. Brain.
1: What have I gotten to experience? He's yeah. one of the people I. What a brain! I'm, I'm not. I will say I'm. I'm not a great listener. Mm-hmm. I've been working on becoming better and better, but I. I really seem to enjoy talking and in In conversation when it begins, I sort of just keep talking. So it's one of those things where sometimes in conversations with friends, I feel like I end up taking a little bit more conversational space and I'm always sort of, I I try to be more and more aware of that and making sure they get all the space they need Mm -hmm. because, it is my duty as a friend to provide them that space and get better at that, right? Because they're providing me the space, right?
2: Yeah.
1: It is that shared kind of space that we provide. But with that said, I I could just sit and listen to him all day. <laughs> like this is a conversation in which yeah. I can just sit back and I don't even want to say anything.
0: <laughs> that's that's how much a brain he has. Wow. Yeah,
1: it's just... What an individual! Like I, I don't know. There's, there's not many people I've met like that.
0: Sounds like a really cool person. For very, sure.
1: very one of a kind. I'm actually meeting him tomorrow, so I'm yeah. excited for that.
0: Does he live in the Bay?
1: Yeah, he's in the Marin area.
0: We're mm. so gonna go biking.
1: I'm excited for it. Yes. But him, okay, that was a very long explanation.
0: Well, so is zoo. Yeah, I'll do.
1: So then I'll do one more. I guess. Okay. And this is, gosh, there's so many people. Okay, I'll, I'll say Shoppa. Okay. Shoppa is on my triathlon team and I met her through it. We, we had this random conversation over breakfast one day where I just saw her and I was like, oh, I know who you are. Let me sit down and have a conversation with you. And this conversation was the first in that first quarter of school that left me deeply in awe. Mm. I've had many, many, many more since but that was the first that left me come out of there and say tell everybody, I've just met someone so cool. Oh my gosh. Wow. 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 What did she say? (laughs) She's a couple years older than me. Same with Isaac actually. I realize Are they first years? or? They're like third years.
0: Okay, there you go
1: really gotten along with older people I've realized same, same with like, me in high school so
0: yeah most of my uh most of the people I talk to are older for sure yeah
1: <laughs> They got good brains but <laughs> uh Shopa Shopa is she does triathlon she's an electrical engineering major and she's mm. working on putting out her first EP <laughs> <laughs>
0: That last thing's so so random, but it's
1: so that's so cool. It's just the coolest combination ever.
0: Yeah, and
1: the conversation we had. I think I was considering like dropping a club or something, but everything she said about life and how like it's not that deep, but also like, like focus on what you want. And what you feel is worth doing and I don't know it,
0: it. just sounds like she's lived not, okay, maybe, maybe not a life yet, but like she's had a lot of like, life experience Dude, under she's, her belt.
1: She's, she's lived quite the life. Yeah. And I, I've been on some really wonderful adventures with her. Nice. For her birthday, 21st birthday, she ran 21 miles. So I did sure. a little bit of those with her.
0: I, I can run like maybe four.
1: That's awesome.
0: And then I'll just pass out.
1: <laughs> that's that's a great number. I couldn't do that for so long.
0: You good? You good. I, I I can I can probably jog it. Yeah. Can't can't run it or something.
1: I like bet that. you you could do more though.
0: I think so, but I, I think I got to work up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's smart. Yeah. But that was so cool. And we got camping for two days. Just the nice. most magical camping trip of my life like, just ra- like random things with these people actually she was the first person who like when I went on that run with I just sort of sat after on the Uber back and thought to myself man I don't want to leave and yeah it was a beautiful feeling
0: <laughs> I don't want to come back to the bay <laughs> I want to stay <laughs> in LA <laughs> well
1: I don't want to leave that space.
0: Mm, that's a better right? way of putting it. Yeah. And I don't
1: want to leave that...
0: This community. So, well, these people.
1: And this... This person. And that person. And yeah. this group of people. And... This experience. Yeah. Right? That's so powerful. So that was pretty awesome. Because I hadn't found that for a while.
0: I think... Um, I was hanging out with my friend Justin. And he... He got this advice from another person, which I thought was really insightful. He said that, like, wait, hold on, I'm not trying to butcher this. Wait, hold on, hold on, so something along the lines of like, um, it doesn't matter how long or short your friendship is. What matters is the impact they've had on you, because you can have a really short friendship with somebody, but it might have been like really impactful to you. So just i i i guess that mindset switch for me was like kind of an epiphany because i thought that like oh the longer a friendship lasts like the better uh, the better friendship it was that makes sense but i feel like more it's it's more about the impact and it feels like you've had like like those people who've impacted you a lot within that short period of time and i'm guessing like those are like your favorite people now right Right. And yeah. and of
1: course, that's also because one year is a such a short time. Most of those people yeah. will have been around for a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I would also say the frequency, I would add to that.
2: Mm, yeah. the frequency
1: of interaction. Mm. I think in high school, it's daily, right? By proximity, you're always around each other, having lunch and doing the class. But in college, it's not like that at all, right? You have to make an effort to meet these people.
0: I feel like because of that effort, you value your friendship more with those people too, right?
1: Hmm. I don't know, actually, if it's changed my value of the friendship or if it's made me just more cognizant of the fact that I actually don't need to see my best friends all the time. Yeah. And that it's okay to have friendships where, I have a lot of friendships where I'll reconnect with them every quarter in a year. Yeah. Every three months, right? like we Every six we months. we
0: haven't seen each other since six months ago, like right, eight, right. like eight eight months ago. Right,
1: yeah. but but that has not changed anything. No, at least for me, right. Yeah. That, and and especially like so many, like some of those people, like oh my gosh, like we, we treasure each other very deeply. Like I have some friends who live across the world who I've very rarely seen in person. Yeah. And even them, it's magic every many months when we talk and it's like nothing ever stopped happening yeah you get back in sync and you're like man where have you been
0: (laughs) yeah
1: friends are cool
0: friends are necessary
1: friends are a blessing friends are a blessing
0: yeah that's
1: good (laughs) that's the right way to put it yeah
0: good very good (laughs) very good (laughs) very good very good. Yeah. I guess talked about friends. I guess how is how's the overall college experience then? You got a year's worth under your belt?
1: <laughs> Doesn't feel like it. This is a fast year, man.
0: Oh, uh, it flies. Dude. It flies. If
1: that was how fast the first year went. Oh my
0: gosh, man. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I feel like um I installed a countdown app hey. on my phone. Mm. Um because I feel like I wasn't being present enough. Mm. And I feel like when you're reminded of uh I guess how long you have, um, until like something's gone, you treasure it more. Mm. So I really want to just treasure these next three three-ish years to really um yeah, just enjoy the college experience. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. It's funny, I almost behave in the opposite way. Really? to where if there is a countdown then i stick myself into thinking about the countdown and about how this is going to end so then it the pressures on me to make this moment worth it. and mm. it almost turns a bit negative so when i remove that pressure and rather than thinking about it as a series of time with which this is a small chunk in it yeah and after various chunks it will be over and i don't have as many chunks as i think I think about this day
0: and about how mm, helps you live day, to day being
1: here, right, will do so much for tomorrow, but let's think about today.
0: And yeah, I that, like that
1: presence has been really cool to cultivate. Because yeah. they talk about it in a lot of mindfulness. That be present in the space around you and be here. And that that wording. And that concept never really made sense to me. Because, like, what do you mean, be present? Right it's funny here. how
0: a lot of the things that you hear, you never realize or fully understand until, until you experience it, right? I think that's why life is just such, like, the best teacher there is. Mm. Life is a good teacher.
1: What's your favorite lesson?
0: That life has taught me?
1: hmm Last year.
0: Um... I guess um, when it comes to the like when I get to the end of my life, I think what I won't uh, have treasured is the like the dancing that I've done, but the relationships that I've had. So I think one lesson that I've learned is that um, it's really important to have those relationships and to cultivate them, Um, because at the end of the day, like that's that's what at least I'm gonna remember when. I am leaving this world. Yeah, man. Those relationships.
1: That's all you have. Yeah. I thought a lot about one particular relationship. It was a relationship with myself. Mm. And how I got a lot of great ones around me, and those are almost as valuable. Yeah. But this one I'm gonna have forever. So how can I make sure to also do justice to
0: that's good yeah
1: and the sleep and the all that stuff that we mentioned is something that I realize sometimes wow I don't really give that much as much as I might want to you know?
0: yeah like i it sounds like you're pouring out your energy and love to a lot of to other people a lot um, I guess it sounds like you're starting to now realize that you need to give it to your sophomore as well.
1: I think I've been allowed a lot of great time to do it, mm-hmm. to where because there's so much time in college, I'm able to do both pretty well, honestly. And yeah. cultivating those routines and habits, like I would spend about three to four hours every morning on myself. Jeez, I wish I had that
0: time. <laughs> <That's so crazy. laughs> it
1: would be like it was. It was insane. That was the happiest
0: time. You you, you, you kinda of sound sound like a monk. <laughs> I
1: literally oh I I kinda of was a monk, man, yeah, at yeah. that point.
0: Jay Shetty over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much.
1: Yeah, doing the I meditated for like an hour. That's that's great. Read for 30, 40 minutes, did my my little lemon water celery juice routine, went and worked out yeah. and with the team for triathlon and
0: when are your classes?
1: So I tried to book them all after 12.
0: Oh, so interesting.
1: Can, okay, yeah. I try and sleep by 9, 10 Okay. And then get up around 5, 6-ish. And then Ooh,
0: okay. yeah, I, I see work
1: that. on myself for that time. And it's amazing because I'll wake up at that time in the morning and I'm so excited. Because I get to sit down and meditate. I get to sit down and read. And I started looking forward to that more and more. And I got much more excited about the day itself. Like, oh my gosh! I can't wait to sleep and wake up tomorrow. Yeah. And there's so many days where I was like, I don't even want to sleep. Like, look at. Yeah. Look at what's happening.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's great. Yeah. You're a very positive person. Very positive person. I think. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard you say like a negative thought ever.
1: I try and put as much positivity as I can out into the world.
0: That's good. We we need more Arabs out there. We just need posi- <laughs>
1: We just need more positive. We don't need no.
0: Money. <laughs> I, I think we need to mass produce <laughs> more Arabs. <laughs>
1: Clones. Yeah. Oh man. No, I mean, I I also feel like I, I there is negativity that brews, mm-hmm. and. I think by turning my default it's funny when you asked me in the beginning of the conversation, how are you? And I said, Good, great. That wasn't even thinking. <laughs> it was an automatic response. Yeah. And you know, sometimes that can be negative to where, you know, sometimes you really need to be like, No, I'm not good right now, and we should talk about that yeah. so I can figure that out. But a lot of the times it really helps because you're like, There's so many ways to look at things. The frameworks that we apply to our present day can change everything. Your world is completely different from my world. Mm -hmm. Even though we inhabit the same physical space, we look at it with a completely different lens and bias and Mm -hmm. ego, right? And if we can free ourselves of some of those internal processes and frameworks that we've conditioned ourselves to believe and open ourselves, to the possibility of others and having none, which is a framework of its own, then it's amazing how things sort of clear up, right? And at least it's helped me to be very open with that sort of change of, of thought and allowing different opinions to enter my mind. Because if I held on to everything I thought about, so intensely to be the one truth, then, you know, when that's, I guess, what's the word? When that's threatened, mm. that I might feel a certain way. Yeah. There's this really great book called The Untethered Soul.
0: I've heard of that one too, yeah. It's
1: Michael A. Singer. I have a copy. Yeah, and not here it's it's downstairs in my bookshelf but he says think about this house mm-hmm. with the lights off you don't know where it begins where it ends but you can't really look around you and you don't know where you are but you're sort of in this space that's your comfort zone that's your ego. That is your self-concept that you've created. Imagine that door opening. Imagine that wall breaking down. And Imagine the world outside of you that's waiting. And if we can try and be more in harmony with everything around us, then maybe we can sort of Become larger, and the, the singular body we inhabit. Maybe.
0: No, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's sounding like it's sounding a lot like my faith as well. Yeah, like the thought of. It's more than just us, mm. you know. Like it's more than just us, and um ultimately, like there's something else, something else going on mm. when you just kind of open that door. Yeah, it's kind of mysterious. Mm. Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, this Makes book... Makes it curious.
1: This book, The Three Body Problem, it's a series of three. I don't want to sweat too much. I highly, highly recommend reading it. Mm. Like it, it is a little boring at first. Okay. But it's just... It's, it's brain blowing. It's Isaac in a book. man. It's like more than Isaac. <laughs> like, is it, It's is Isaac it, Square. Yeah. It's a book about science, well it's about physics, math, astronomy, space, psychology, truth, meaning, consciousness, future, past, present, it's a lot of whys and a lot of so much it's so much but why why I bring it up is it goes into sort of the nature of it goes into life and death mm-hmm. and about how nobody can escape death and about how the one thing all of us have in common the one thing even rich people can't get out of it's that yeah that we, are, we will we are all we live. To die yeah. that we are born to pass and I don't I I was just thinking about that the other day about how it's easy for me to say yeah you know I could I could get run over by a car tomorrow yeah. and that could be it but I think the gift of being young right now is that that's easier to say Because Mm. when I think about dying from natural conditions, I start to realize, wait. I don't know how many years. There will just be a day when I don't wake up. Yeah. That's much scarier than a possible, you know, tragic thing that I can't control.
2: Yeah. Because
1: this thing. This thing about just not waking up at some point, that I can't control. Mm. And that's final, right? That is...
0: You have no sanity.
1: That's the nature of being, right? Yeah. And, and I think about that and then I wonder, so why am I worrying about this... I don't know, like, how fast I ran a mile today and or
0: yeah, uh, why? Things in a perspective. All right. I think um, I forget where it comes from, but I, I think you know what momentum more is right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that concept, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It is much more real than than I think. It's easy to shroud myself in protection, mental protection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of create that conscious ignorance, sort of get out of it. I've thought about this sometimes, where if you think about truth, right, and Mm. the things we are told, the things we decide to believe in, nothing is true in my belief, right? Nothing is final. Nothing is the absolute correct way to do something, right? In any case. And it's because we can't verify it. Mm. There is no accessible celestial deity mm. that can come on over and say, yep, sounds good to me.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: The reason there are universal laws of physics and math and science is because we have verified them experimentally. But they are also not True, absolutely, because there can come a time in the future where we do an experiment where they're
0: proven wrong. Exactly, yeah.
1: And in the thought of that, and realizing, okay, wait,
0: we may know nothing. Yeah, (laughs) it's
1: like, wait, then what am I? Then what's the like? It's it is a freaky, it's a freaky concept, and for me at least thinking about it so much can sort of turn into this rabbit hole that you don't really get out of yeah to where you're stuck in bewilderment or at least just like oh my gosh
0: what does any of this mean? Confusion yeah
1: it's not just even confusion it's just you're just sitting here you're sitting on your chair and you can't move. <laughs> because, yeah. because you don't know. You're just at a
0: loss for because words. What do I do? Yeah.
1: What do I do? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Because I don't know what I'm supposed to do and I don't know if it's the right thing to do. So what am I supposed to do? Hmm. And I think all of my experiences through this search for understanding and meaning and whatever mm-hmm. was great. But then it leads me to, this is my my name for it, the know-it-alls dilemma. Mm. Which is, now that I know all of this, what do I do? Because there is no right thing to do from here. I still don't know what is right. And I have to choose to do something whilst knowing that there is no right. And no mm. wrong. And there are things that are right curious and wrong curious. But I never know if they make it to there, there.
0: Yeah. So now it's like now you're trying to the not not necessarily define but just I guess search for what what is what is what you think is true, I guess, right?
1: Right, which is then yeah. faith. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is truth is found in the faith. Yeah, of its truth, but then you could kind of abstract that more like, is that faith true? Like, is my faith real, or is it created it's tricky. to create a false feeling of understanding? Which, yeah. if you then dig into that, then there's another layer, mm-hmm. and these layers add up, and there's these just big, hairy, Dang. audacious truths, these bats flying around you.
0: Yeah, like, what
1: do I do? What do I focus on? And after a point. I so I realize ignorance is kind of bliss, dude.
0: I was gonna say that, yeah. imagine just being a kid again, right? And not having to worry about any of this must be amazing.
1: I've I've walked. So we have our little Bruin walk from UCLA. So this is our hill. And this is our campus, mm-hmm. and we walk through it. And there's a little stadium. There's Drake Stadium, and then there's the intramural Field. Drake Stadium. And I walked down one day and I saw these kids playing soccer Mm -hmm. on Drake Stadium. I don't know what it was. I was talking to my friend, it was close to my midterm. I looked at these kids playing and I just smiled. I just started laughing. I just looked at my friend and I was like, look at this man. (laughs) Like
0: Life is good.
1: Life is good, dude. Look at these kids, man. (laughs) Like And really realizing, like, bro. Three-year-olds know what's right, man. Five-year-olds know what's right, man. <laughs> like I went to Pismo Beach last week, yeah. and my brother and I were swinging on this slide, or on this uh, swing, and these yeah. kids came and said, can we push you? And they started pushing us, and like jumping and pushing us, and having so much fun, and walking up to us, and being funny, and being themselves, and yeah. not caring, and... You wanna be my friend?
0: There's so much we can learn from kids than I guess one may believe, right? Like there's so much, so much we can learn just about um, childlike wonder and curiosity that I guess we kind of lose, like most people lose when we grow up. But I think it's such, such a blessing to have, you know, to have that childlike wonder. Um, yeah and then i guess for me specifically um i would reading a different book okay maybe okay do you okay <laughs> side tangent to a side tangent so would you would you say that listening to an uh, to an audiobook is reading or would you say that it's listening to an audiobook
1: i would i would say it's reading to make things simpler in conversation
0: okay yeah yeah
1: but i mean Technically, it's a podcast. <laughs> you know?
0: Technically, Pat- it's but, audio. But yeah. it is a
1: book that you are perusing through. Yeah. Through audio. And when you read, don't you literally read it out loud in your head? Yeah. So, yeah. You're, reading. It's, you're reading.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I was I was reading, <laughs> let's do an audio book. It's called The Creative Act by Rick Rubin. That's so funny. Have you, have you read that?
1: I have the book. You have the book? I love Rick Rubin.
0: I love that book so much yeah I've mean, it, it's been an epiphany giver
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah every chapter right
0: yeah um I feel like I kind of kind of sped run through it mm. and I'm just trying to like go back to each chapter listen to it like a couple like 30 times in one sitting or, like when I'm doing chores but mm. yeah I think um that book has been really it's really paradigm shifting I guess when it comes mm-hmm. to creating art yeah
1: another tangent to that it's funny because ahead, yeah. I was going through some of your dance stuff that you've posted recently mm-hmm. and I saw one of them one of your joint posts with your friends who said I don't know." If it was like shout out to Jaden but he was like Jaden for reminding me that it's not about you know have to create something wonderful it's just about the joy of creating yeah right and just about playing and seeing what happens yeah and a lot of sort of that part like that writing and that really is sort of the foundation of some of that book too towards I
0: actually didn't read the book until that point so I kind of already had some of the thinking in it but yeah yeah I think there's just so much more to just learn from that book like it's right. it's really What's the word? Not not ephemeral, like it's it's um it's it, it's an every rain book where like it'll be useful for like generations. Yeah, I believe.
1: He'd yeah. said that's the book he wanted to write too. Exactly, yeah. He said i am wanna write a memoir.
0: That that's intelligent though. Yeah. That's very very Isaac like.
1: Yeah <laughs> Oh man, I gotta tell Isaac he's he's now an adjective. <laughs> Speech of memoirs though. I was gonna say, have you read Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey?
0: No. I didn't The Actor? Yeah. No. It it is
1: amazing. 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 It's it's
0: That's an adjective. It's
1: so (laughs) it's so amazing. And Isaac and Shilpa and amazing. Like it's every adjective I loved that book so much and It's all about, for me, what it means and what it provides and what it allows me to be okay with creating and almost helps me justify is my quest for depth
2: Mm. in experience
1: and in life. And about how having new experiences and about having deeper experiences and about challenging yourself and about doing things outside of your comfort zone and about traveling and about changing your context
0: it sounds a lot about just life in general
1: right about it's all it's about living it's really about living truly living and get it on audio
0: is is, is that the book that you'd r- recommend then
1: i would recommend with with all the i would just read a lot of books yeah. yeah i would read i would get that one on audio because he does it mm-hmm. and he's an actor so he knows how to perform. It's not an audiobook. It's a performance. Hmm. So I highly recommend... I want to go back and listen to it on audio. Is called Green Lights? Green Lights.
0: Search it up right now.
1: I also highly recommend the three-body problem. You can take your time through the three-body problem. You don't need to read it all in one sitting. (laughs) Okay. You can read it over the next year. You can slowly pick it up, read a couple chapters. I, I think this... I think Green Lights... I could add more. But those two, currently, it's ba- It's funny because those are the two that I most recently finished. Yeah, I a lot of recency bias here. But those are the ones found it that above all I would recommend. And I feel as though you would would, would I don't want to use the word gain the most, but enjoy it. Be enjoyed and be mm. transported into that world and really come out
0: like, with more knowledge.
1: Not just knowledge, but. Uh,
0: and think, like a deeper understanding of our world. And,
1: and, and through green lights, almost this childlike feeling to go out and do stuff and play.
0: Mm. I think um, that's what a lot of the people I admire really preach is just like never losing that childlike wonder and curiosity mm. for many things because mm. I guess that's what um, that's what sparks creativity I mm. guess
1: yeah. yeah a creative adult is the child that survives
0: I like that quote is, it, is that from somewhere
1: that's from a, a podcast with this guy named Rye X the musician and I highly recommend that too it's all about creativity and that art he also references <laughs> Rick Rubin which is really funny but yeah yeah and I Rick think,
0: Rubin is like like Master Uggway <laughs>
1: yeah he really is and that book like holy moly does that book cement that right
0: what is um, the, the guy's name the other guy
1: Rye X R-Y space X I think mm. that's the only podcast he's done it's on the Know Thyself podcast
0: no, know, know thyself okay mm. I think I found yeah okay yeah and it's, I'm it's, a big podcast person
1: yeah and the most recent one that this podcast has came out with is also really great I've been listening to it
0: yeah I mean I feel like I feel like I'm kind of confused because mm. I I thought you'd be a much busier person but it sounds like you kind of have so much time on your hands and it sounds like you just really picked the things that you love and you just, like, put your time to that and just enjoy life.
1: If I was busy, what do you think I'd be busy doing?
0: I don't know. Saving the world? I don't know. <laughs> Putting on underpants, the
1: I've designed my life over the last year very intentionally to be very free. That's good. Free for the people I want to be free for. Mm. And... For those people, I am eternally free for. So for me is I'm not busy. I'm actually
2: not always busy,
1: right? I'm not. I'm not busy at all. What am I doing next week? Whatever you want to do. Hmm. Like, that's how open I am, because I want to allow for those moments of serendipity and beauty. Yeah. To spring forth from the unplanned, because that's like where that. the creative creation is, is really the most special. I, I met my friend, I like that. Kaya, a week and a half ago, after a while, and we wrote like two songs together. That's fun. Like, I've been trying to do that all summer, like actually write a song. Yeah. And we didn't even plan on it. We pulled out his guitar, and we just started jamming. And... I'm not some formally trained musician. I did a bit of piano when I was younger. Yeah. But man was that the most beautiful and so much of the creative act came back there to where it was mm. like, okay, let's make sure to get this entire idea out. Because whatever we're channeling is open and we're able to channel it right now. Yeah. And then we'll come back to it. And it was just saw that the point is it's like just that So so the podcast I was listening to today Mentions That a lot of Instructors, yogis Spiritual practitioners say Every breath is an opportunity to start again And Mm. You have never lost The ability to do so Even at the bottom This breath
0: Yeah, the opportunity to turn around Can start something completely new That's amazing
1: and if we could really kind of resonate with that and believe it and become one with that principle, there is no more fear of what will I create. It's, oh my gosh, what?
0: What can't I create?
1: What, what can't I and what will I create?
0: Yeah, and then it becomes curiosity.
1: Right? And I can't wait to just sit down and let things yeah start playing around and towards the end of it something just feels right and then I go for that then I go for that then I go for that and it's just a beautiful process that has no right or wrong it's a beautiful thing about creativity yeah and I think sometimes I forget that when I'm writing or when I'm doing anything else this is my world this is your world we create
0: this we have agency over it yeah
1: obviously it's not original in the sense that, uh, at least via the book's principles, it isn't my idea. It is an idea that I have came across Hmm. that I would like to maybe dive into, right? Yeah. And I would like to explore with others, right? I don't think my method is the best. I merely know that this idea has come to me and I would like to channel it, right? Yeah, and that's that's a beautiful way of removing that sort of ownership and agency over it, and understanding.
0: Just letting it happen. Just
1: let it happen, right?
0: Not chasing it.
1: <laughs> and and sometimes it's hard because I'll sit down and I'll do that, and you're like, "Why well, is nothing happening?" <laughs> and
0: they have to be patient,
1: and not just patient, but just type things, or just play things, yeah, or just say things. And after a point, I, I can count on so many sets of fingers and hands, how many conversations I've started with, wow, my brain's not working today. And by the end of it, oh my gosh, we've had this amazing discussion and conversation and dive. Yeah. And let it spring forth. I'll let it take you yeah. on that journey. You're not in control. Just sit back, right? Let the words flow. Like, all all the things we've said, like, I don't know if you've thought about this, but every word you've said, have you thought about every single one of them? And have you decided this is the word I'm going to use? Where
0: does it come from? Hmm, That's a good question. Right?
1: Yeah. Where does it come from? And he says source, right? In that book, whatever this source is. Yeah. But, I mean... Every single word that I've used in this conversation, I know, I'm i not thinking about it. It's just appearing yeah. and being channeled through me. Like we are conduits, and and I guess it's almost the search and exploration for how to become better channels and channelers. Yeah. Right, and how to get better in touch with that intuition and that spark. Yeah. And understand that a spark is always there, right? We're just gonna pour the gasoline. Yeah. The spark is always around us.
0: That's good. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful. It? it is beautiful, yeah. Wow.
1: What a beautiful world, man! I always come back to that.
0: that, that yeah, that's that's good to say that. Like as often as you can.
1: Like think about how like it's it is just wild what it took to get us here. Mm-hmm. The groups of people, the chance interactions. Yep. Even this, right? In this conversation, even knowing each other. Yeah. Right, how much of a kind of Nine hundred and ninety-nine other possible
0: multiverses. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you believe in that theory or no?
1: I don't think I've given it enough thought to have an opinion about it.
0: Ooh. But I
1: do believe possible futures are always around us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How they manifest, I don't know. Mm. But
0: what that I'd be interested in that book.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That'd
1: be interesting. I
0: got look into that. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe Doctor Strange is gonna write a book.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe
1: know what I mean right now we are create like every conversation that's being had across the world is creating a different mm-hmm. line
0: yeah you you never really understand like how infinite infinite is like it's kind of hard to wrap your head around like how many outcomes that can be it's, it's just infinite I could slap you right now <laughs> that's such a random fact you could but i could. You could and
1: everything would change yeah
0: everything yeah like maybe maybe or like maybe nothing <laughs> yeah yeah
1: maybe you have a strong cheek <laughs> there's so much you could, yeah. maybe become spider-man
0: maybe maybe maybe
1: i like activate something and we discover, like, a new chemical. Just,
0: exactly, yeah.
1: There's an infinite. In fact, there's a great book called The Beginning of Infinity. Mm. About the infinite frontier of knowledge and about how we will always be at the beginning.
0: Mm. Because
1: infinity is infinity.
0: I have a question. So when it comes to um, the free mind problem, beginning of infinity, like, what kind of what kind of books are those?
1: Three-body problem kind of is classified? sci-fi. Okay. Beginning of Infinity is, I would say non-fiction, but I don't know what genre I would classify it in. Yeah, there's yeah. Just
0: books that like, really make you think. Like, what kind of books would you like classify that as? Or would it just be classified as like books that make you think a lot?
1: Books about meaning, or books about, or books, books about, I don't know, books that make (laughs) me go, huh? (laughs) Just good books. Good books, man. Books. I mean, I would classify the majority of the books I've read into the same category. Mm. (laughs) And it's books that have made me think, feel, wonder. Books that challenge me, man. Mm. Books that challenge my assumptions.
0: Making you really wanna like go deeper into reading.
1: <laughs> I've done a lot of it this summer.
0: That's good. And
1: it's been very nice. Have I? Yeah, I think I have. <laughs> this this book took a long time. I think it was about thirteen hundred pages which I read total with this because the last book is like seven hundred pages.
0: The the last book? Book or... of the trilogy. Oh, okay. So there's there's two other books. hmm Three body oh the three okay, it's three <laughs> okay. that's that's clever that's right.
1: it was originally written in Chinese in Mandarin
0: I see yeah
1: it was translated in English and the English translation is beautiful I mean the person who translated it did such a job because it is co- completely different in a different language mm. connotations and everything yeah so to translate it into beauty here that's a creative acting of itself
0: Makes you think like how many other books there are that are great, just haven't been translated yet to English.
1: And it also makes me wonder how many great books there are that are already in English. Yeah. That I have no idea about. Yeah. Right? It sounds amazing good. how much knowledge there is. Or at least postulation
0: there is. Yeah. Do you have any, um, do have any, like, guilty, I guess, like, pleasures when it comes to entertainment? Because mm. it, it sounds like, it sounds like you, you kind of just, like, relax by reading, like, these books, but do you have, like, any guilty pleasures, like, do you play video games at all, do you? <laughs> I,
1: I used to watch a little bit of TV shows, like Supergirl and Flash, I was kind of... those are cool. Yeah. I was in, like, middle school. Being in high school. Then it really, post COVID, through COVID, it was kind of YouTube. Yeah. And sort of just finding interesting, fun things. Like, I really enjoy the world of cinematography and yeah. whatnot. But it's, it's mostly an addictive sort of entertainment to where mm. a thumbnail gets you and you click it. So I don't know if I, ca- I think I wouldn't call that a guilty pleasure. I think I'd call it an addiction and something that obviously there's like thousands of programmers behind the computer trying to make me want to scroll to the next one so Mm -hmm. it is one of those things where it's not about the self-control I have it's about I need to change my environment so I spend a lot of time blocking them and not being able to use them at all which has really helped sort of cold turkey bring my Dopamine tolerance back to a level to where these books become the guilty pleasures again.
2: Mm, I see. Because to
1: pay attention to a book like this... You have to sit down. You need to be off TikTok for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know how many TikToks you could have seen instead of reading that book, man? A lot. A freaking crap lot. (laughs) Yeah. And, And if you're used to TikToks, you can't read this book. And this attention economy that we live in, which... Part of this book covers is is sort of scary, or I don't know if I'd say scary, but it's kind of sad.
0: Yeah, I think um, I forget who said it, but um, like people have the choice to choose, uh, I guess, entertainment or education or knowledge. Would you would you say that's kind of true?
1: Entertainment.
0: Or because education. I feel like. Like, there's people, that, there's people that make entertaining stuff and also try to weave in education, like, to educate people through entertainment. I feel like that's powerful because I feel like with media, like, a lot of people consume media, but if you're able to, like, add the different concepts from, that you learn from this book into media, then you can reach, like, so many different people than people who would have never, like, had the time to read it first place.
1: Which is what I almost think I've really enjoyed doing too, as of recent, making those videos. Mm. And every single video, there's a lot of fun in it, but there's always some of those moments which bring you back to these confusing things that a lot of people have on their minds but never really get a chance to think about. Yeah. And that sort of weaving in of those confusions, like the songs that we wrote, my friend and I. Mm. A lot of it was, I think the line was like, I'm walking by this river on a Friday in a mood, grappling with the morning in the early afternoon.
2: Mm. I've
1: right? got a lot of questions on my mind, but the question mark, the line was the question mark, you lose me as it dances away. Right? It's the confusion as to what to do and why to do And what? Like, it's not necessarily a specific phrase, but it is a feeling. Mm -hmm. And if we can imbue those feelings, which I think feelings are so much more important than I think phrases. I
0: think that's what people connect to more naturally as well.
1: That emotional landscape. Yeah. I think that's why I've really connected with sound and that cinematography and that full entertainment sort of perspective to where I didn't grow up. Playing video games all the time, but I grew up on music, and I grew up on in Indian films, right? Yeah. And I grew up on entertainment, and that's a lot more accessible to a two-year-old. Like Peppa Pig,
2: yeah, is a
1: lot more known to two-year-old than anything else. Like it's entertainment that, whether we like it or not, we spend a lot of time on. It. Yeah, and if you can create entertainment, if you can create, for me, I can create a song that somebody listens to for the next month on repeat and tells everyone about and it's like wow this just makes me feel something
0: yeah changes uh, changes the generation possibly yeah
1: that's and, and not just changes a generation if for one person
0: that's the best right yeah
1: if for one person it it just shifted something
0: yeah
1: like I had someone reach out to me like a week and a half ago on like LinkedIn. She was like, Hey, <laughs> I've been looking for you for a long time. I watched your speech at National's
0: oh.
1: and I just wanna say like I'm a teenager and that resonated with me and it
0: you hey, know, there made you a go. big shift. She could be listening.
1: <laughs> it's just like oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, to you never know. You never know. Um I think when I was really pumping out those videos uh, those dance videos uh, I think like the third night at state like someone was was like someone that was watching my videos like they they were a fan and it was just kind of surreal to be like wait there are other people that watch it you know it's kind of it's kind of crazy it's kind of crazy
1: the impact you can create without
0: through media though which is insane the uh, like how things have changed now,
1: mm.
0: how media is. I think media has always been like very influential, but I guess, I guess recently now, I'm just learning about like the power that it has, yeah, to impact a lot of people, which is funny because that's what a lot of people say, but now I'm finally understanding it,
1: mm. yeah. But it's funny because like this double edged sword where media can be so impactful, but also so dangerous
0: double-edged sword yeah and depends how you use it It depends on different things but it's beautiful in the end it is beautiful
1: i had a horrible comparison or a word to use there's art and there's fart i
0: knew you were gonna say that that. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Art. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think there's art and then I think there's art. I don't know. No, I,
1: I think I think I would agree with you more. I think I just thought the word is funny. I think there's art yeah. and there's art and there's... Or I think there's art that serves you right now and there's art that doesn't serve you right now. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of both. And the stuff that doesn't serve you right now is also art. So it's really attractive and fun. Yeah. But so much of it consumed later, you look back and wonder, Huh, where does that really leave me?
0: Mm. You know,
1: could I have served myself during that time?
0: Yeah. That's interesting.
1: I think that's a much better way to think about it also than just, oh I wasted my evening. No, not necessarily. There's a lot of inspiration to be had with this stuff that you may have been distracted and, you know, kind of into it and not really yeah. thinking about anything else, but okay how could I have served myself mm. let's think about that and let's do that next right rather mm. than spending the rest of your evening wondering why did I waste my evening Which yeah. is what I tend to do sometimes with those addictions and
0: yeah how, how are you about Instagram right now what are your thoughts
1: it's been very very like I I don't think I was on it for maybe six Six months when mm-hmm. school started, and then I went on it once to post because I felt I promised myself I'd post once I ran a sub six mile. And then I went on once to read the comments and respond because if you take time out to comment, yeah,
0: I it's hard respond, of yeah.
1: right? And but I didn't check until like two or three weeks after because I didn't want the dopamine,
2: yeah. Of the comments. Mm-hmm.
1: And then recently I've been on a bit more but trying to I mean I just go to the messages yeah and I'll look at a story every once in a while because it sometimes does help to remind me I know this person and I haven't reached out to them in a while yeah. let me reach out I th-
0: yeah I think um, I just got back on Instagram after I like eight months nine mm-hmm. months mm-hmm. And I think what I learned from that was that, um, that it, at the end of the day is a tool and it really depends on how you use the tool. And it depends on if you allow it to become an addiction or not. Mm. Um, because I found that, um, (laughs) so, so basically what, what I did, right. I wanted to be able to like post, like if I'm like teaching class or, Reach out to people without having to be on Instagram. So I I I think I told you this, right? No, okay. So I I was talking, I was ranting to my friend about like, ah, oh, I I just wish I could be on social media. And then I was Oh, like, yes,
1: you did. They were helping you out, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah.
0: So this person, so kind. Shout out to Georgia. Um she basically Yeah, she just, I I gave her my password and my account, and she just kind of managed it for the time being and like checked if anybody responded, posted if like I I wanted to post something, which rarely ever happened. But I felt like that was a healthy barrier to have at the time. Mm. But then I realized like you kind of lose out on those connections um, that you have with people because there's like um, a third party involved. like, if you're texting somebody, right, uh, I can't text them directly. Like, a third person is involved, which kind of ruins that kind of dynamic. And also the fact that um, I can post my stuff and people and my friends can support me, but I couldn't support my friends because I was not on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was kind of one-sided in that sense. Mm. So I think that was kind of the indicator, or or it, it kind of pushed me to, like, Get back on it, but to put limitations on it as well, Mm. Um, so I could be careful about my usage on it. Um, But yeah, I think right now, right now I think I'm I'm in a better place with like um, where I stand with Instagram and and all that. Uh, I I I downloaded TikTok because I was just super bored, and I realized I'm I'm too old for this, (laughs) and I (laughs) I got off TikTok. (laughs) Um, well, I yeah. think
1: TikTok would have helped you out with that if you gave it a couple more days
0: I think so as well I think I think the people at TikTok know what they're doing but um, yeah, I don't know maybe maybe I'll get on it because I think I've come to the point where I'm like okay, I want to I want to be able to like share my heart with other people um, in a way that isn't like ego serving and in a way that is kind of in service to I guess like God or like the universe like, um, like allowing me to see these things because I, I think the way I think about it now is like I was given the opportunity to see the way I see things like I was given an opportunity to have this filter and I feel like it's kind of like an obligation to be able to put it back out into the world so that it can change other people's filters as well. Right. Yeah. I
1: think about that with the art I create too. Yeah. Like all the YouTube videos that I started creating were all private for a while. Then I was like, what? I feel like I'm doing a disservice to anyone who could randomly stumble on it yeah. and could maybe gain it could something. change. It could their change life.
0: Change yeah. someone's life like that. Yeah, and you never know because. The world is, life is mysterious. Right, <laughs> it's mysterious right. like that.
1: And mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought about that specifically for LinkedIn. Like, <laughs> I, I wasn't on LinkedIn for a while. It just got kind of toxic at some point. Yeah. But I went on it to post about triathlon. And then I started sharing the videos I made and whatnot. And it you know, there would always be like a couple people who would watch it and then comment who would have never watched it otherwise. And I realized, I'm going to the world also a disservice if I just put my art out. And don't tell anyone I put my art out. Yeah. Because there are people rooting for me.
0: Yeah. You people
1: who people who are interested in hearing the art. Like when my podcast is released, I don't tell anyone. Yeah. Podcasts are just released. Yeah. But maybe someone would want to listen. Yeah. And who might have stopped them?
0: Right? Yourself. It, yeah, you would, would just be yourself.
1: It's just like, why would I stop them from it, you know? Yeah. I don't
0: know. It is something beautiful, though. No. Know. I don't know. If you... If you had any advice to give me, Mr. Wise... No, RF, no, Sage no, 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 no. <laughs> Sage Aru.
1: What would I... I can't <laughs> give you advice.
0: Arif. What would it be? Advice on what? know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Art, maybe. I don't know.
1: I think I need more advice than anything.
0: Or maybe like stuff that I can like look at. Dude, I... in. I don't know.
1: I I guess I will.
0: Constantly seeking. And...
1: Maybe I'll think about something that's just been on my mind. Go ahead. That I think in general.
0: Like something something that you think would be cool. a lot of thought, huh? <laughs>
1: I don't know. If I'm giving it thought, or if I'm waiting.
0: I'm waiting for the universe to give a response. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's okay if you don't have anything.
1: I I don't know how much I have now, and I'll tell you why. I've been very confused over the last couple months. Mm. I went for a silence retreat for ten days, mm. and I didn't finish. It. Mm. I made it one day. That had to do with a loss of willpower due to an experience the day before. When you, when you said
0: silence retreat, does that mean you're away from everything, or does that mean that it, you can't talk?
1: You're away from everything and can't talk, and, and you're meditating all day basically by yourself. Basically.
0: That's tough. <laughs> yeah, intense. <mean>, <laughs> have you have you done it before?
1: No. <laughs> it's very cold turkey.
0: I I felt like you. I feel like one day is probably good. Good I, start.
1: Well, I, I almost think at some point I need to do all
0: At some point, but it's it's gonna work out, too.
1: Right. I I was a little in over my head, and the point is, I came back from that, and I've spent a lot of time, sort of, spent some time almost running away from it, and then spent other time confronting it. Experience and thinking about what it gave me. And I think now more than ever, and in the last year of my life, there have been more moments where I have nothing to say. Not that I don't know what to say, but I have, there's simply nothing to be said mm-hmm. where I'm purely speechless. There have been experiences with people, there have been experiences. Outside, the have been experiences in general, where I sort of sit there like, "There's nothing to be said, only to be felt." And
0: that's such a monk answer. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, no.
1: But I would. It, you know, it
0: sounds true though. And it sounds valid.
1: And if that can be ran in parallel with practical advice, it would be. Think about how you feel. And notice feelings, and notice little feelings that are much larger than that millisecond. I'll give you an example. My friend was graduating from school, and she and I had become good friends over the last couple of months, Mm -hmm. and we went out and got ice cream with a couple other friends.
0: You you two were like that then after that. Ice cream.
1: <laughs> That's, all you need. That's so unique. That's so unique. We've had great experiences together. And after like right before we left, I was just in that moment. I didn't want to leave. Like I was I felt so connected with them. Yeah. And I was just like, Can I give you guys a hug? Like it was just and I just felt really connected and right before leaving It's going to sound like a book. And the books they say, you know, she like held my hand and gave it an affectionate squeeze. You know they say that in books? That's what happened. And I don't explain it, but after that, I sat in my room for the rest of the night. It was 9 p.m. I was supposed to go to sleep, but I sat there like, what do I do now? And I'll tell you what the feeling was. Feeling of deep love mm. and care. I felt like I was wrapped in a warm blanket, and so taken care of in that single second. Mm. I felt so loved.
0: Art has a crush. Has...
1: <laughs> but it wasn't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no.
0: I'm it it sounds like you. But it wasn't you even. You felt just like. The feeling of love, not, like not like in a way that's attached to that person, but just like love.
1: It was just the feeling of
0: being cherished,
1: being cared for. Yeah, Something
0: like it's a great feeling. It's a
1: beautiful feeling. Yeah, and like to feel that. And it's amazing because I was able to experience that outside of the scope of the love that people talk about all the time. At least yeah. the romantic love. Yeah. It was very transcendent love. Hmm. It was very much so love for love itself and hmm. love for something. Right? The yeah. Love for an exchange.
0: That's beautiful. You found. You found a love for love
1: and I've I've been very lucky to feel that yeah and it's that it's a little moment like that that I can just sit back and think about for so much time
2: Mm.
1: and just let that marinate and we experience these all the time but we very quickly But if we could focus and if we can be present, right, that's where presence comes. Then we'll get better at sensing those intuitions. Yeah. And feeling those bubbles and those excitements and also those sadnesses. Like in the last month and a half, I felt profound sadness. (laughs) Like like I have sat. In sadness for periods of time. Mm -hmm. It's just this weight, like not, not a weight, but this ache in my heart. And it's not for someone. It is not for something. Yeah. It is just sadness. And to notice that and to sit and wonder. Let's see what this means. Let's try to understand this. Let's not add fuel to the fire by any means, but let's observe.
0: Yeah, I think it sounds like you're living more presently and you're starting to become more curious about, I guess, the the new feelings that you're feeling, right?
1: And I'd offer you the challenge to do more of that in your life Mm. because and it's been interesting because it's it feels futile Mm. in the majority of the moments because every moment isn't like that every moment isn't profound and deep and amazing yeah even in this conversation I
0: I feel like though the artist's job is to is in part to see the unseen though right Mm. like to quote-unquote romanticize those small moments to where it does feel like that, you know? It's a fair point. And I think every moment can be like that. It can be,
1: if, if you want it to be, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Like, there have been so many moments of emptiness hmm. that I felt in the last month and a half. Moments where I'm just sitting, my brain is empty, and I'm just here. And I'm looking around and I'm like, what
0: is going on? <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. But
1: not knowing what to say or do or think about that. And it's also...
0: It does sound like a blissful state to be in.
1: But it's only if you think of it that way. Yeah. I've found, my, my mind has found many ways to make that a really unblissful state. Because I can say I'm complacent. I can say Mm. I'm not being active in my life. I can say I'm being passive. Mm. I can say I'm letting things happen, not taking charge.
2: Mm. I can
1: say I'm not planning for the future, I'm letting the future happen, Mm. right? And that's its own thing to where we've been raised believing in deliverables (laughs) and believing in needing a concrete structure to explain to others And at least for me, needing to be able to explain at the end of the summer when they ask, what did you do this summer? Say, yeah, I did this, this, and this. Mm. When people asked me what I was doing for the summer, I said, silence, sound, and movement. That's what I said. sounded beautiful and luxurious. Yeah. But realistically, the silence is silent and confusing and nice at times but also oh my god how much of this am I okay with
2: yeah
1: and I, obviously the journey is being okay with it completely and totally mm. the movement is slow and right? I spend a lot of time under the recovery situation for wisdom teeth and whatnot. yeah not much of that and the art is infrequent. I made one video, I made a song or two, but so much of it was almost hindered by my necessity to complete it. By my mm. thought that today I have to contribute something to that answer at the end of this summer.
0: Mm. Like, you, you, it sounds like... Um... You're doing stuff in order to be able to answer that question of, like, what did you do this summer? Like, you felt like you had to be doing stuff in order to have had a good summer. But it sounds like you were content with the opposite of just being and just letting things happen, right?
1: And the funny thing is, that is the most successful summer I could ever have.
0: Life. Yeah,
1: that's the paradox. It's the in. It's it's allowing the intangible and being okay with things that can't always be explained on paper mm-hmm. to occur, and sitting back and understanding. I'm not gonna be able to say I made X amount of money or I spent X amount of hours with my family. Even family time is. Used to Choose explain your words <laughs> well <laughs> family time is important to care about and love and value and reflect on and be grateful for but sometimes spending time with your family also helps influence the other thought process which is at the end of the summer I will have spent this much time with my family which is great Yeah, you know there's a bit of like family time is almost also turned into a bit of a you should do it thing Hmm. you know and and how much time are you spending with your family and it is important to be there but I don't want to do that because I should do it I want to do it because I want to do it
2: Hmm.
1: I want to drop my brother off for his first day of school not because I should be there but because I want to be there Yeah. Right? I went on a vacation with my family for the last week and I thought about that a lot. I thought, Why am I here? What is my sort do I have an objective? Not what is my objective?
2: Mm. Do I
1: have an objective? Is there a motive? And I concluded no, I'm not going to go around and tell my friends, oh my God, I spent six days with my family. It was beautiful. <laughs> On
0: Monday, I did this. Right, I was with my
1: family. It was yeah. just family time. I don't really do it like that. It's my family are cool and, you know, I like doing things with them. And, but I also, it's been hard. I like, think I'm like, I don't know if I can treat them differently. But <laughs> again, the objective thing, like, it's easy for hobbies to turn into jobs.
0: Super easy. Yeah. Now with this um, entrepreneurial wave going around too. Yeah. So
1: much. I remember being genuinely interested in entrepreneurship and creating things. As of recently, I've become so jaded with the concept of building a tech startup because of Mm -hmm. how much people have jumped onto it as something cool to do.
0: Yeah, something like sexy and appealing right. instead of do I genuinely want to do this kind of thing
1: and and why am I doing it right And having a real yeah. purpose it's cool to say you want to reduce poverty do you want to reduce poverty <laughs> <laughs> somebody offered me many like a year ago an opportunity to help join them on some work they're doing for sustainability mm-hmm. but genuinely and I'm necessarily proud of this i sat there and i thought no do i care about sustainability and honestly (laughs) the answer was not really yeah like i haven't thought about it i don't wake up and think i'm going to use less water yeah i eat plant-based food and i'm vegan not just make global warming less because it's healthier for me or so I have deluded myself to believe. I don't think about it. So it feels inauthentic. And Mm. I don't know how many things I've not done as a result. Yeah. But it's weird because I think there are a lot of things that are great to do. And Mm. that you're told by the people around you to maybe think about doing. But at least for me, that's, for example, get an internship. Yeah. Or, you know, do your lead code problems and, you know,
2: yeah.
1: start building your network and understanding the people. I don't think about friends as my network. I, I'm horrible at using my friends because I don't know how that works. I don't know how to make a friend that's and then say, yes, this is the startup person. He's, I'm going to, join his company no man they're just my friend <laughs> yeah. you know and and this internship I mean I could
0: just go run instead like did, yeah.
1: I want to let things happen rather than chase chase
0: yeah <laughs> and it
1: sounds so in some lenses that I use complacent but no,
0: but it's just that's just how it works. That's how the universe works.
1: Yeah. It really is.
0: Yeah, I think it's so contrary to to this um, hustle culture we have in the Bay. I think that's what I've noticed um, going to San Diego because in San Diego, that's the same kind of thought pattern that they have over there. It's just like go with the flow, go. With the- <laughs> Go with the wave. Go with the motion in the ocean, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think they're onto something. (laughs) They
1: are. They really are, man.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's hard because I think there's so much fighting flow here that's done to chase this ideal and this perfect and this special and this unique and this different and this, I mean something. Right? Yeah. When you're already here. Yeah. What more justification for life do you need? You're already living.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Right? Yeah. I think, um, yeah, so I think current thoughts about, about art. Um, I've been thinking about trying to make it a habit more of just showing up just to like create just to see where my curiosity goes But i don't want to get to the point where it becomes like oh i have to do this because it's what i love doing to the point where it's like it's a job at that point it's like a chore to do so what would you recommend in that situation would you recommend chasing that would you recommend having the discipline to do it to show up so that because I, I, I know that when I like finally get into it then I enjoy it. But it all just starts with the discipline of showing up. But then again, like, do I do that or do I go with the flow?
1: This is something I need to get better at too. Yeah. Because the first ten weeks of doing vlogging consistently and knowing I was gonna put out a video every week were the most beautiful. Mm. And then after that, when I said I'll do it when I want to, sucked because there wasn't a structure. And yeah. it almost made it more of a job to know that I had to make a video of this, videos that I've taken at some point, but not knowing when. I think the sort of bell curve of of getting things done and creativity is it's very steep. And Just at that moment when most people quit, right after it, things start to flow. And there are gonna be moments where we are called to that flow, almost Mm. instantly. And I've noticed in various sad moments, I will sit down, open up a notes app, and just furiously type, and some of my most beautiful work has come out from there. Mm. But there are other times when think i'm really great what can i do now and i've never been that great at capturing those moments you know i feel like i was really great when i had decided every week for the next 10 weeks i will capture moments yeah so there's a balance to be had but i think if we decide this is how much content I'm going to put out, and this is how many times I want to create something, then however bad or good it is, it will help us understand, because Rick Ruman says creativity is always here. Mm. Right? there is no special place you need to be, or special moment that it's to happen for things to flow. Yeah. Obviously some things flow better at special times, flow is always available yeah it's just searching for that signal
0: I think yeah I think that's why I don't want to like set any goal of like this has to be this piece like this has to be this kind of choreo I think right now I'm just trying to make it a habit of just showing up and then like turning on my antenna Hmm. to be able to receive uh, or to be able to receive the ideas to let the ideas marinate and to be able to, I guess, hopefully translate them, right? Yeah. I, I think that's where I'm at right now.
1: That's a perfect place to be.
0: I think the hardest part is protecting protecting my time, my energy,
1: because
0: mm. I signed up for a lot of stuff mm. next semester. I'm like, shoot, maybe you know, I might cancel some classes. Cause I'm, I'm taking a musical theater dance class. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. It, um it's not what I thought it was. Huh. It's more ballet and tap, hmm. which is like the foundation for it, but not quite what I wanted. I can always take it somewhere else. So now I guess the whole problem is like, where do I put my energy? Um, what's important to me? What are my values? And then just being like, um, what's the word? gracious to my future self knowing that it might change. Yeah.
1: I think there's a beautiful balance between structure and structurelessness to where structure and what? Structure and no structure.
0: Oh okay.
1: Um, I started my summer off with no structure and I said I'm gonna create something every day. The funny thing about creating something every day is when you can do it at any point in the day, that means it's 8 a.m. I can do this at 10 a.m.
0: You procrastinate and then never do it.
1: And it's not even procrastination in the sense of, I don't want to do this now, but it's, look at this. like Look at this. Let me do this. Let me do this, too. Mm-hmm. Let me do that, too. When I was teaching for a week, I was forced to teach from 8 to 4. Oh, my god, for what? For speech. Okay. I was like, oh, my God, this is... I don't complain. 8 to 4.30, the moment 4.30 happened, every single day I had something planned Hmm. to create something, to do something. Yeah. Because I knew that the rest of that time, I had, that that was my time to do stuff. So that structure is really helpful there.
0: Yeah, I think that's why I'm, I'm like content with getting just like a regular job to have that structure to know that, okay, after that, that is my time to create. That is my time to spend time.
1: But I wonder, because the thing about regular job versus slightly irregular job Hmm. is the regular job locks you in for a bit longer than an irregular job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think my stomach has some thoughts on that. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: Hmm. what I would call a slightly regular job is what my parents do. Well, it's because that's my definition of regular. Yeah. My arbitrary. And what this is, if you do something with a little more higher skill level, then you can decide your hours. And you can be done with this work thing. Like They're 50 and they're still working. They say, you can be done by 30. And yes, it's going to be tough to figure out how to do more after. Yeah. But I think that is a much more fruitful challenge. To be able mm. to get closer and closer to sort of understanding.
0: Where'd you where'd you learn that word fruitful from? Or is it just something that you've you've known?
1: Gosh. I would say my words are a collection of what I hear.
0: Okay. And Cause um the, the word fruitful, like I only hear Christians like say so that word, like never have I heard like other people say that. <laughs> so I was like, oh
1: that's interesting. Saying. I wonder where I would have heard it then. Fruitful good word. Yeah. Fruit's great.
0: Fruit is great. It's like Fruit is fruit. great.
1: Your stomach seems to want some fruit. But fruit's great.
0: Yeah. yeah. I actually had a nutritionist. Hmm. I had a nutritionist because I'm I had is it, I just <laughs> want to make so sure good? it's
1: still working, bro. Yes! No
0: way. Wait, wait, how, how long has it been?
2: Three <laughs> What?
1: <laughs> it's been yeah. three <laughs> I was thinking, damn, it does look kind of dark outside. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize I didn't it was realize. three hours.
0: Shoot. I mean, that that's just a good conversation right there.
1: Wow. Just
0: going with the flow.
1: That was a Tim Ferriss-led conversation right there.
0: Heck yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. um Sorry. Just, just to finish the thought, I had a nutritionist. Oh,
1: continue um, the thoughts. I, I don't have anywhere to go.
0: I should hold on. I should set an alarm, though, because... I may very well be here until 11 if we don't send 11
1: <laughs> we can also we, we also would want to spend a little bit of time working on whatever you want to do after a little bit 30, 40 minutes. we can start a scene I think like or at least physically like I want to sit down on the piano and do something like I like that would be nice
0: like, okay yeah let's let's cut it at 9 and, okay let's give it 10 more minutes
1: that's a fraction. Of the time we just spent,
0: huh? Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. Yes, well, a nutritionist. Long story short, mm. had orthorexia. Uh, Do you know what that is or no?
1: I know anorexia.
0: Mm. <laughs> so it is a type of eating disorder. Huh? So it's where you only want to eat healthy, healthy foods, and you see like anything else as morally bad. Mm-mm. Um, and I had that so then I had to get a nutritionist to help me with that and I, I say I had to because it got to the point where I would be myself down for eating unhealthy foods like if I had one chip I'd be like ah, I shouldn't have done that mm. but it's just one chip right. right so I think what I learned from that whole experience was that um, food is food food breaks down and it all comes from a place of self-love for yourself and learning that, like, you need to feed your body the food that it wants and to really listen to what your food, what, to what your body wants as well. Because when you're eating distracted, then it's super easy to to not listen to those signals and to just kind of stuff yourself, I think. I, I think that's really helps, I guess, the way I because now I'm not getting like whatever I want um, but it's still it's still a balancing thing too like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just like indulge in something um, or like beat myself down but it's now it's now more regulated if that makes sense mm-hmm. there's more attention to it
1: right I had a friend who had an eating disorder and she'd been kind of struggling with it for a while and she really talked about how what really helped her was was also similarly, what does my stomach want, and how yeah. do I feel it? Right
0: it's now? so hard though to listen to it because the chemicals they put into the products kind of have, um, what's the word? Like they've messed with like our our hunger levels and like what we perceive as like what we need. Cause like back in the day, like we would just kill animals or like. Eat, eat, plants and be content with just that. But now we have seasoning and all these other th- stuff that we need, and it like messes with, uh, our terminal like barometer of, of our hunger. If that makes sense. So, yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's it's kind of sketch what the food industry's doing. <laughs> it is.
1: It is, and it's it's sad how, food and what the right food to eat from a. Worldwide perspective is the result of a financial lobby.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Money. Right. And and it's it's interesting
1: that you mentioned sort of the that cravings and what your body wants sometimes aren't actually what it wants or what it needs, right? Yeah. To where our gut microbiome is the deepest part of our intestinal tract to where. As food travels through our body, it breaks down, breaks down, breaks down. Most of it doesn't reach there mm. because it doesn't have enough fiber. Mm. Gut microbes eat fiber. The gut microbiome, we have so much gut bacteria in our body. Like we're houses for like a trillion different, like it's, it's wild. But the point is, a lot of cravings are that gut microbiome. Mm. And it's eating the sugar it's eating the high sort of intensity flavors that once you have them, you can, oh my gosh, I want that again, I want that again, yeah. I want that again.
0: Because those signals, yeah.
1: And I was listening to a podcast about this to where the guy said, somebody saw me having coffee and I put two bags of sugar.
2: Mm.
1: And he looked at me and said, oh goodness. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, tomorrow put one and a half, day after put one, day after put half, and then day after put none. And the simple slowdown of that made him hate the taste of coffee with sugar in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Our microbiome is strong and can crave a lot, but in a couple weeks can be reset. I know that when I started school, like before in the summer, I would just sort of eat Whatever, as long as it fit my guidelines. And that still doesn't mean it was healthy all the time. There's plenty yeah. of stuff lathered with oil, fried, whatnot.
2: Yeah.
1: When I went to school, I really focused a lot on what I was eating because I was really interested in seeing, you know, how if I can follow sort of these principles that my family have taught me, what that would look like. And in three, or four weeks, like when I came back home and at home they made party food, I was like, I just want to eat. The greens, I right? just want yeah. to eat the fruits, and wow, why is that what I'm craving now? Because that's the conditioning,
0: right? Yeah, and also your body just naturally is craving the food that it hasn't eaten in a while as well. Like, if you eat a lot of junk food, um, the nutritionist and I we call it play food mm. to take away that negative connotation, mm. but yeah, if we, um, if we eat a lot of like play food. And we think of it think of it as like a pendulum like it swings back and forth like you sometimes eat more healthy foods and then after a while you'll start to crave more unhealthy foods Mm. and it keeps swinging but the ideal is that it just stays right here Mm. in the middle right but again like that's that all comes from listening to your body that's a hard place to get to
1: right (laughs) I think it's really helped me to just just understand like this is a temple
0: my <laughs> like like body is a temple. I
1: I really treated it like that for my last year, and it's done me a lot of good to our.
0: I think um she, she said like our body is, is a home. In a different sense, because like a temple implies that like, it is sacred,
2: hmm.
0: like you can't ruin it. But a home is like it it, it gets dirty, hmm. but you can always clean it up. You can hmm. always bounce back. So I think I like that. Our body's like a home instead.
1: Sometimes thinking of it as a temple is definitely maybe more like, love. Yeah. yeah. I like that.
0: There you go. I like that. Not my idea, that's ours. No. Intuitive Sh- eating. Intuitive eating, that's what it's called.
1: Shout out nutritionist.
0: Yes. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, if you if you're curious, it's just called intuitive eating. Yeah. It's it's the anti diet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's and I'll I'll tell you what's so amazing about that is also it's not about what you eat it's about the energy you eat it with
2: Mm. and
1: i can eat all the junk in the okay let me think let me phrase it the opposite way (laughs) i can eat all of the plants in the world plants are what i deem healthy
2: yeah
1: i can eat all the plants in the world be super negative when i eat them this is going to hurt me this is going to make me sick i feel like shit today i had a horrible work experience nobody likes me Oh my God, I can't keep saying those negative things. But mm. <laughs> I can eat it with that intention and it will do nothing. It will rot my body. Mm. That energy that we provided with all the studies that have been done with placebo control subjects. Mm. Everything, the power of intention and the power of our mind super strong is beyond anything we can imagine. And... Just understanding that sort of that intuitiveness of and even if you are on a diet per se, or on a restrictive playground, you can still allow yourself to play. Yeah. Right? And to allow yourself to enjoy. Hey, sometimes you feel like that. Right. You should be Eat allowed it. to enjoy it. I'm sometimes guilty of this where my mom sometimes eats foods that she wants to enjoy that I deem unhealthy and I look at her like uh.
0: And it's it's weird sometimes because I feel like uh, for me personally, like when you mm. allow yourself to eat the unhealthy foods, then it's, you remove the power that it has, and suddenly you don't even crave it anymore. And you're like, uh, I actually want uh, a banana, uh, or maybe I do want a cookie, but maybe just one, or maybe right? just a half.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah. Ever since I went plant-based, there wasn't a restriction on sweets anymore because we'd never find them, yeah. so when we found them, we'd indulge, but... Once I had more
0: and more of them I realized uh, this doesn't help me <laughs> I,
1: was like, I don't actually
0: I don't want this, this. I think yeah. I'm
1: just getting it because I never get it but
0: yeah now
1: I always get it
0: yeah it's definitely a problem with um I guess the way that your parents like uh restricted food hmm. with you um and I I say you is in like a general term because hmm. um my parents restricted sugar. That's why I crave sugar a lot. Mm. Um, so I think it's very, it, it's parental as well.
1: Mm. I definitely enjoy, I've been lucky to wear, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. You guys, you guys I've, just, I've been lucky, thought. I've been lucky to wear my parents haven't forced me into much, yeah. but have provided me with the tools and knowledge that they've learned from and said, Take it for what you will.
0: And that's amazing.
1: More often than not, I end up realizing, damn it, my dad was right. And, yeah. but the fact that I was able to come to that conclusion, yes, it took me a little longer. Yes, I made a couple
0: that's quote just unquote parenting.
1: missteps, but oh my gosh, look at what that's given me. And it's, yeah. I, I forget what my mom said the other day, but I remember looking at her and being like, God damn it, you're a good parent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do what you've done for someone else? Yeah. Lucky people.
0: Got to appreciate our parents. Yeah.
1: Got to appreciate what we've been given. Yeah. It's not ours. We've been given.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking of three other things right now that we can just tangent it off to, but... I think that'll wrap up today's podcast. Let's
1: let's write them down on our digital notepad right here of, of air. Okay. Where to next?
0: Shh. Where to next?
1: This is the end of the podcast. Nice to see you guys, everyone. Oh my gosh, I hope you love that transition noise. Jaden not like to talk about what we're gonna be discussing in our next episode, so stay tuned.
0: So, next episode we're gonna be talking about Arav's secret girlfriend, Ruby <laughs> <laughs> um. that's all alright okay.
1: see you soon Jaden see you soon
0: yeah and